welcome to the Women Express podcast. I'm your host, Mia Harrington. <laughs> and I'm the original host, Denise Harrington. We're going to have some fun today. We're doing some things a little bit different. We're bringing you something that will mix it up for you, give you some things to think about, and give us a chance to interact with each other as mother-daughter. You know, May 8th this year, 2020, and I know 2022, <laughs> I know we're dating ourselves a little bit. Yeah, you're putting us in, into time on the podcast. Isn't that There's funny? There's no time on podcast. There's no time. Okay, so <laughs> this year for Mother's Day, <laughs> which was just a week ago, Sunday, we were really focused on mother-daughter or mothers in general, in our case, mother-daughter. So we decided to do a podcast but why that's so significant? I mean, not everybody might know. Well, why is it significant? I'd like to know. Okay. It's significant because we work together. Oh. I'm here joining the podcast because we're a mother-daughter team at work. So you may hear from me a little bit more time from time, not only on the Women Express podcast, but you might see me around for some surprises in the future. Well, that would be <laughs> fabulous because it's always good to bring in voices across generations. Yes. Today, we do want to talk about some real topics. Not that mother-daughter isn't a real topic. It's a very real topic. Certainly mothers and daughters working together. It's not uncommon because we have the Kardashians. <laughs> That's kind of an inside joke, just in the case Kardashian you want to know. The Kardashian model? Yeah, the Kardashian model. What is that model? But we are actually working together in business. Nia is a rising partner in the DMH Consulting brand group, one of which is Speaking with Impact, where we help people who learn how to use their voices, which says a lot because our Women Express podcast is really focused on helping women use their voice. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here. That's what we do. And we try our best to find women who bring a unique perspective to that voice, but also bring an inspiration to helping you stand up and use yours. Right. And it was about time that you guys heard my voice. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, yes. And we work with in our office, we work with two other women. So we're an all women or an all woman. Three other, you're forgetting Donna. Oh my goodness, yes, Donna. Sorry about Donna. that. So we have five women. Donna there left five us for us. Italy, so we forgot about her for yeah. a little bit. Well, it's interesting. She did. She's us. a mother and she needed to get away from Mother's Day. <laughs> that is for sure. And she's a, a Nona. And she's a Nona. She's a grandma too. But let's get to some of the real topic. Okay. What does it mean to be a woman in the world right now? Well, I can tell you the conversations that I'm having with the women that are in my age group and shortly under my age group, we're all talking about some of the things that just don't make sense. Mm. One, I've never in my lifetime had someone make a decision for me about what to do with my body. Right. This is a little bit of a heavy topic, but also I feel like what does it mean to be a woman in the world right now is something we've been talking about since like what 2016 well i've been the hit, shift yeah. in perspective on that has really changed over the last however well what do you think eight years eight years so what do you think the change has been oh since 2016 oh yeah, yeah there's been a lot of change but there's been some setbacks too other than the roe versus wade there's been change and why why are we we're thinking about this so much now mm -hmm. 
where we really haven't had to think about it before. Well, you know, it's funny. I started, and I was just thinking about this about you, as a matter of fact. When I started doing women's leadership summits, mm -hmm. I was really a pioneer. There weren't a lot of people that were, were focused on development of women's leadership and doing summits like I was doing. This was probably back in hmm, 1998 or something like that. It was that long. Yeah, it was that long ago. And the reason why I brought it up is because I was working with all kinds of women from Nike and, you know, Providence Hospital. I was working with CEO women and, and their direct reports. When in the workshop itself, we use music to help inspire. And you did the first playlist. Do you remember that? That couldn't have been in 1998. It was. It had to be in the 2000s. No, it was 1998 for sure. What did I use? LimeWire? No, no, no. You just put it on a tape recorder. You put all your all the things you thought were about women on a tape in recorder. I was like six years old. Oh, were you six years old? Oh, bummer. Yeah. So it must have been in the two like thousand two thousand six. <laughs> but I just don't. I just remember I had, that playlist. I think I had an iPod by that. Point. You had an iPod. It's yeah. true. You had an iPod. So yeah, it was in the two thousands, but. I remember that playlist and how powerful all the songs yeah. were. Remember some of the songs? Lots of Rihanna. Lots of Rihanna. What was that one? Where and Beyonce. Well, Beyonce was in there, but I think there was Katy Perry was in there. Katy Perry. Oh, what the one with the voice? Like a lion, <laughs> not that one. Eye of the tiger. No, it's That's about the lying thing. I, you know. I'm oh yes, it's the eye of the tiger. Yeah, uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> that one. That was a fun oh, song. Oh my god! And I just remember there were a couple of songs in there that I really that made them cry. <laughs> Why would you say that? That was a great song. Now it's I so think it was, overplayed, but that was a good moment. It was a great moment, and I think it really inspired a lot of women to stand up. And you can hear me roar, and that's what we do. Yeah, we yeah. help women stand up to get your voice and to move into that place where you can say things and mean it and stand by it. And that's you're going to hear important. me roar. I like that right now. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Come on. You just gave her a bad rap. That's okay. Uh, but we're we're going to rewind and take that <laughs> no, back. Kidding. I don't know. I don't know anything about Katie. Perry. So you can see this podcast is all about rambling and having a fun time. And that's what we're doing. But I also want to talk about this whole thing about women's leadership right now, because when we say women's leadership, you leave <laughs> from wherever you are. Rambling. It's kind of like it. You lead from where you are. You lead if you want to be in politics, which our last podcast was all about why women should be in politics and why we should stand up and run for office, which we should, mm -hmm. because then people who don't have our physiology cannot pass bills about our physiology. <laughs> Am I getting a little tight there about it? I just, yeah. I just can't believe that we're in a place where that happens. But the only other thing that I, I'm kind of at, I'm a little bit of amazed at, is that we keep hearing these things that it's our time, it's our time, it's women's time, it's women's time. And what are we doing about that? How are we standing up to really make it our time? It's one thing to talk about it's our time, but what are the things that we're doing to make it our time? And if it is our time, are you out there really making a difference around some of the things that are going to make a change to your life and drastic changes, as a matter of fact. Right. How do young women think about that? Uh, honestly, I'm having a lot of different thoughts. 
I have to be on this if we're going to talk about a lot of things. I'm one of those people, I mean, obviously I vote and I keep my finger on the pulse of what's happening in the world to some extent, but I'm way too sensitive of a person to really be tapped in at all times. So I don't know if, if I'm thinking about how we feel about things right now, I think one thing that people are sick of hearing is you need to get out there and vote because we have been. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be helping in any way. So I do see what you're saying. Like, you know, Sarah Godlewski was a, is a great example She's a great of example. a woman who wasn't happy with what was going on in her situation and decided to stand up for herself. And in doing so, standing up for everyone in her community and now outside of her community goes yeah. bigger to the United States as a whole. But yeah, really, where can you step up and make a difference individually? But honestly, like... For me personally right now, so that that feels like too big of an ask for me. And that's why I'm saying that ask doesn't have to be that big. It's right. just stepping into something where you're moving the dime a bit. Right. You know, there are women who are made moving, for standing and up. And moving the dime might not even be, it might just be like, be nice to yourself. And if you're nice to yourself, then maybe you're a happier person. And when you're a happier person, the people around you. I saw something the other day that says like happy happiness like affects the energy of the space. So if you're happy, other people can are instantly attracted to that energy and that happiness. And that can make a difference. That can make a difference. And maybe you see something that's an injustice and before you wouldn't speak about it, but you oh know you God. have the ability to do it. That's something that I feel do it. really strongly about. And maybe it's me being a little bit nosy, but I would say People don't always stand up for what's right in the moment. And that can be detrimental. And where this is coming from is from my true crime experience. Oh, I thought it was coming from Well, not, 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 not experience, <laughs> but my, my background in true crime. <laughs> my obsession with true crime. You have to stand up in the moment because if someone's in need or someone's in trouble and you don't stand up for what's right, it can be detrimental. It can be detrimental, it can be for sure, and, and also seeing something and not saying something. Exactly. It's very important if you see something. For example. I, for example. I was driving okay. the other day, actually by your house, mm. and I was going over this ramp that goes over the freeway. There's like an off ramp and an on ramp. There was this young woman who was probably around like 13 years old, walk, it was winter, walking, in shorts and a t-shirt, barefoot, no jacket, nothing. So I, I called 911. Good for you. Yeah. That could have saved her life. It we could've. don't know. You know, we just don't know. It can know. be as simple as that. But seriously, if you see something like that, like, please, if you see anything off, stand up for that person. And there's a lot to stand up for right now as well. I mean, we're trying not to get too political and get too deep, but yeah. there's a lot for women to stand up for right now. Right. And it means join a group if, if that is important. Lead a group in your church of young women, not telling them what to do, but modeling it's what to do. It's part about being part of a community. Being part of community. Women um, are, are more, always about community. Yeah. And bigger voices, what is it called? Like multiple voices are stronger than a single multiple voices but don't be afraid of don't be afraid of your single voice and adding it to something but sometimes it could be writing a letter that's a voice 
-hmm. It doesn't have to be the spoken word. It can be the written word. Write a book about your experiences. I have a friend of mine who's writing a book right now from her perspective of what it means to have grown up in Asheville, North Carolina, mm. which used, there was a small community called Shiloh in that, in that community. It was, it was before the Biltmore Hotel was built. In mm. fact, the owner of the Biltmore asked that community to move their community so he could build that, that hotel. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Can we take a um, no quick pause? Sure. Every time you hit the table, since the mic is on the table like this, mm -hmm. it probably is reverberating. Oh, okay. You can too. cut it out, right? Yeah. It just doesn't have to be live. We can stop for a minute. You can't cut it out if you're hitting the table while you're talking. This is what it means to be a mother, daughter. Well, they can cut out that whole thing. Just because we're Ooh. recording doesn't mean that it's going to okay, end up on the it. podcast. Okay, That's what I said. You can edit it, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, where I was was this whole book about her life and starting out in Shiloh and moving forward. And it the book itself is such Why a... Why is that significant, though? What... About your friend makes it significant. Can I get there? Oh. I'm getting there. Oh, I'm just wondering. It's significant because she literally tells her personal story about growing up in Shiloh and traveling the world and having seven children. And then as you start to read it from her eyesight, you realize that she's telling an African-American family story oh. and giving insights into what it means to grow up in that community, a community. Oh, so she doesn't give race to herself. No. In the book. She, well, it's clear that she's African-American in the book, but it tells. But she never, she doesn't like come out and say as an African-American, no. this is my experience. She's telling her stories. Or and as you begin woman. to see the stories, you realize she's telling African-American history. It's amazing to hear and to, That's such a cool to be a part of. It is. So you can use your voice in so many different ways. I mean, I loved Sarah Godlewski because she goes right after the issues. And she's not that, I mean, she's just clear about what her leadership will bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to get strong about your point of view and where you want to go. Right. But back to mother-daughter. Okay. I wonder how it feels to run a company where your daughter works for you and thinks that she's the one in charge. Are you asking yourself that question? I'm, I'm asking myself. How does it feel, Denise? <laughs> it really is good. I mean, I'm happy to create a platform where you will be able to step in at some point and really run this this whole organization. Right. It's a. It makes a difference to know that there's a legacy in place and that you have a place to share your voice, create your voice, and and bring forward into the next generation yeah. this business. Yeah, it's interesting actually looking back at, I always knew from a young age what I wanted to do with my life. I always wanted to work in the sports industry. And I honestly, I wouldn't have had the idea that I, I wanted to be a few things in the sports industry, but I ultimately wanted to own a team. So, I could still do that. I honestly. guess we need to work a little bit harder. But I wouldn't have had that idea that I could even do that if I didn't have you as a, an example of running your own business and being the founder of your own business. So I always knew that I would be a part of the company at some point. Um, I just imagined myself coming in and running it. Mm. You know, she's she definitely steps up to the plate. <laughs> 
and hits the ball out yeah. of the park. But I, I realize you have to kind of go from the ground floor up, and I guess that makes sense. It does make sense. It really, really does. It's, yeah. it's good to have an eye from all perspectives. No complaints. Oh. No, for, no complaints. No complaints. So it, it, one of the questions that came to us was, how do you describe moments where you're most vulnerable? As a woman? I think vulnerability as a woman is a power anyway. So I would say, and this is an interesting question, and how did you overcome it? Um, I sometimes feel, I'm feeling vulnerable right now. Um, and how am I gonna o- overcome it? Honesty is mm-hmm. how you overcome vulnerability. But I would say, if I'm gonna be honest right here on the podcast with all my new friends, I'm going to be vulnerable with you guys. So thank you for listening and being a part of this journey. I'm too vulnerable all the time, most of the time. Mm -hmm. And it's something I'm trying to overcome, but I don't ever want to overcome it. I think that me being vulnerable, authentic, genuine, really gives me integrity and is part of my character that I don't want to lose. Well, you know, in this my upcoming book hello there's an upcoming book (laughs) I can't tell you the title but I'm going to give you a little piece of it Mm -hmm. vulnerability is an important power for women Mm -hmm. it's an important power it's just how you use it are you overusing that muscle are you unconscious about using that muscle Mm -hmm. are you being too sweet about who you are instead of having a little bit more of an edge about who you are and that's hard so that's that's the piece that's hard for me I always want to be sweet because that's who I am. I'm not going to change who I am, Mm -hmm. but it's about discernment in the moment because also people will will use your vulnerability against you or will try to put you into a vulnerable situation to see how you react. And that's when, even though I now know as I'm growing up, I am a vulnerable person and I always want to remain that authentic, but I know now and I'm learning discernment. So when to withhold my full true self and when to have discernment. Well, in our book, <laughs> a little in bit of the a book wall. that I'm writing, it's all about when to exercise a muscle and when not. Exactly. So there's some places in your in our characteristics that we have a muscle that we overuse. It is a gift but we overuse it and, and tend to overlook the other side yeah. of what that could be. There, so in yeah, essence, yeah, because there is the flip side of being vulnerable where you're like, oh, I'm a damsel in distress kind of situation, mm-hmm. which people use to take advantage of other people, too. Well, there so. could be a flip side of I can be vulnerable, but in the moment I can rise up and be a bitch. I can be I can be strong. I can be direct. And that those are two characteristics or three characteristics of my whole personality that I can call forth consciously when needed. And I think that's what discernment brings into the table. Discernment allows you to be conscious about what you do. It allows you to be conscious about how you're exercising vulnerability. And, you know, am I exercising being overly direct? Am I exercising being, what am I doing and how do I balance them out? Right. Because this true balance is what makes a woman powerful. Yeah. And I think if we're, uh, let's apply this to work, let's say. Work. Let's I say feel it. like there's a lot of moments where women feel vulnerable or could be made to feel more vulnerable at work. Mm-hmm 
for a lot of different reasons. I had a friend explain to me the other day, she's really good at her job and she became good at her job quite quickly. She started off as a receptionist, but is really great at project management and moved up fast. So she works in a predominantly male industry, which is a lot of us. (laughs) (laughs) Except for us, we we have all women. I know, we're lucky. I know, it's so funny. We like, whenever we, we, we might hire some men, but we always talk about how like, we're not diverse enough because we don't have men. We have women of all colors. Colors, <laughs> all cultures, In we all do. cultures, but we don't have a single mm, male. Man. Well, we do have some men on our board, so there's that. Anyway, back to the story. So my friend, intelligent. She's one of those people that doesn't have to really try to be smart either. She's just, it clicks, she's just a smart woman. And she works in a male dominated industry. She moved up quickly. She started off just answering phones, which is typically, you know, a role that women fall into or are put into, let's put it that way. But on top of that, you know, and this doesn't really matter, but it does matter in our world and it shouldn't. She's gorgeous. She's drop dead gorgeous. She's blonde. She's beautiful and intelligent. But the men try to make her that her vulnerability, mm. that she's blonde and that she's beautiful. They treat her like she doesn't know what that she what she's doing and that she shouldn't because she hasn't been there long enough. That's true. I think a lot of times about women who are blonde. And it's gone to the point where she's That's having true. a really difficult time because they are being so disrespectful right. to her and she stood up for herself for her. and she's she got in trouble for it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, that's why I said. So she doesn't know because she's she's like, literally, I want to tell put people in their place because the way that they're speaking to me in meetings in front of clients is inappropriate. So if we were coaching her, what would we tell her to do? I tell her to quit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I told her in the moment that she needs to continue to stand up for herself. Yeah, she needs to. And if that means continuing to stand up for yourself in the moment in front of the men and checking them or going to HR and saying, this is the approach that I took. Apparently that approach didn't work. What way can I make sure that I feel respected at work? I think being feeling like you're respected at work is something you shouldn't have to ask for. You shouldn't, but it is it is an environment where many of the places that women work are male dominated. Right. Oh my goodness. If you I mean, had I've gone into the that, sports industry, I've worked in oh the sports goodness. industry. I've been, yeah. through, I've been in her shoes. I've yeah. been in her exact shoes where you're sitting in a meeting or in, in my case, it was when I was interviewing for a position and you're getting treated differently because you're a woman in the way that you look and how the men want to interact with you at work. So it's, you know, it's frustrating. And what, what can you do? when it feels like it's everybody against you. So what would we do if we were coaching her? And the and the reason I bring that up is that we're doing more and more coaching around women in their careers and how to really stand up and, and speak your truth, having a strong point of view, knowing when to stand up, knowing when to not stand up. Because sometimes and the power to, of silence to. is something. Right. Where you sit and just the way that you're looking, the way that you look at someone tells them, you need to back up off me right now. <laughs> I don't know if everyone has that black mama but, 
I, well, maybe I not, would. but I think I think that it's trainable, it's coachable. It really, mm-hmm. really is. And that's what I mean about the balance of things. It's like, you know, we get we get put into these little boxes that we're supposed to be these nice, wonderful women. We're not supposed to stand up. And if you talk to women who are at the top, even women who are at the top, have issues around this. Mm-hmm. I, and, and, and I have a client that was at the pinnacle of her career, yet in a male-dominated environment, she was actually made a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. And it was her loyalty. Women can be so loyal. They, there's a Tom Peters, who's a marketing expert from in the 90s, used to say, women don't buy brands. Mm-hmm. They become brands. Oh we God. marry them. Right. We That's what happens. We have to understand the power of who we are. And she was so loyal to this company. Okay. It was easy that's for good. them to blindside her. Right. And when she was blindsided, she fell to her knees and it took months for her to understand what had happened to her. Right. And that she had been blindsided and she was the scapegoat for everything that happened somebody else had created. Oh my God. I mean, this hits so, this theme for women that hits so hard because it doesn't happen just at work. No, it doesn't happen just at work. Of course it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It happens in our relationships. It's, you know, and, and perhaps we're going down a rabbit hole, but I think if we're talking about this whole thing that it's our time, I believe one, it's important to go after the highest goals for yourself Two, to do that in balance, to do it in alignment, to trust yourself, to get coaching, you can't do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And to get coaching from women who've been there, done that. And the reason why I gave this example of this top executive, this woman, she was in the C-suite, mm-hmm. is that you can make it all the way to the C-suite and still not realize how you've let go of some of the most important characteristics of what it means to be a woman and how your characteristics can be twisted right. against you. And that's what happened right. to your friend. And not just characteristics of being a woman, but who, who are you presenting? Who do you want to present and how are you presenting? But this is, when I say presenting, I don't mean like presentation skills. <laughs> but <laughs> what anyway, else could you mean? <laughs> I, what, I, what I wanted to say, and oh my gosh, now I'm losing it. What I wanted to say on top of that is. Um, how you and I both have on the same jacket. We do. We, we should. You guys outfit. need to go to YouTube and check us out. We're doing this podcast live as well i mean it's going to be recorded and you can go to youtube and should see we stand it. up and but show we, them? we showed up in basically <laughs> the same think. outfit it's so hilarious <laughs> and the one she has on i commented on how beautiful it was and she's like oh yeah and I, thank you and i said well where did you get it and she goes it's yours yeah that's what happens when you're a mother daughter team daughter and i was going to help her donate some of her clothes oh. to charity okay but she's an amazing woman and i went through the basket first <laughs> <laughs> and now phone. I want my jacket back because I see it on her and I realize how powerful. Okay, so but now I remember anyway. now I remember what I was going to say. See what Perfect. happens when you keep talking. You got to go down. You have to have tangents sometimes. Yeah. Coaching. Coaching. This is the thing that we forget. Let's say you want to lose some weight, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times people go, they find a trainer. They're like, I need someone to tell me how to lose weight, or I want to get back. I want to run a 5K. You find something, whether it's online or a pers- in person or on an app, mm-hmm. you find someone to put you through the motions of how to make that ultimate goal of running the 5K. 
or you're like, I, I, I was going to call some people out. You, maybe you eat unhealthy and you want, or you're allergic to some certain type of food. You're just like having digestive issues. So you go to a nutritionist to figure out what's wrong with your body. You have ailments, you go to a doctor. If you're wanting to move up in the company, or in life in general. Or in life in general. You find yourself a coach. Yay. Right? Yep. I think people forget that, that you can do that for things like professional development, like speaker coaching. If you have a big presentation, you don't have to go through those kind of things alone. Yeah. You and can get coaches. Especially if you're doing a big presentation where you're standing up and using your voice. And I think, too, some people, and if you think about it, it I, I just, I, I personally work out a lot and I'm a runner. And sometimes if you try to go back into working out or running again and you go about it without a coach, you end up injuring yourself. Yeah, if you, you don't, have to have a coach. You, even if you just like look it up online or you YouTube it. I mean, it's it's kind of like those people that try to do the Pinterest cakes. But, you know, you're, you're not a baker. You've never gone to baking class and you try to make a cake from Pinterest. It's supposed to be... a Volcano and it looks now like Now we're talking cross-generational but but, here. Pinterest cakes. I looked at her like she was insane. Like, you, you know that that's show. A Pinterest you cake. know that show nailed it on Netflix. You never seen that cross generational stuff here. Well, anyway, anyway, if you don't have the correct coaching or the, you can't always figure things out just by going on YouTube or yeah, going yeah. you know you can't always just Google it. Yeah. Well, getting yeah. a coach is really how you get that feedback and the proper direction for how to reach your goals. You know, speaking of vision as well and coaching, just thinking about the Roe versus Wade situation and how we're here at this. I mm. never in a, I see I didn't hit it. I never <laughs> in a million years. She was about to slam the table. <laughs> felt that we would be at this place. I just it's thought sick, we were sickening. making so much progress <laughs> as women. So I just want to say. But that, as, I mean, it kind of goes to show, I mean, and this is what happens. You know, the women's with movement women, march and, and all of that. And this is what happens it's with our vulnerability and the, how we have, we have all, we're all, we are made to be vulnerable. We were kind of created that way as nurturers and as mothers and as the people, the individuals. That Who create community. That can create life. Yeah. Yes, we do. Okay. We create life. We could only and we us create can do communities that. and we create men get don't we? nervous. Am I putting yeah. this on men? Men get nervous when women start to have too much power. So look what they did. They tried to take something that's so important away from us because we're starting to make a stand. That just came to me right now. Well, it's interesting that you would say that because I was going to say as a young woman, what do you see the vision being? Because I never felt we'd be here when I was your age. I was like, uh, you know, kumbaya, and we're going to make this happen. The thing that's um, concerning to me, I, the thing that I think that's happening right now is that young people or people, maybe not just young people, but people everywhere are starting to see, I'm scared to say certain things on this podcast. Hey, this is about your voice. Go for <laughs> I think it. people are starting to see what a crock of shit the government is. And something needs to be completely radically changed. And the I don't know what people that's people in the government, I would say. But the government allowed it to become this way. The way that the government set up allowed it to become this way. The I would still I could say, say the I would enjoy a democracy, but we'd have to say there's a right. lot of things within the government that are there's flawed. a lot of things that are flawed within our 
um, a, our system, our yes. governmental system. system. So, you know, because I, I have a hard time saying it's the government, it's the people of the government, the people in the government, yeah. and, and how they take the rules and bend them. They bend the rules to fit them. And the thing that's as even more frustrating about us. that is it doesn't really have to do with the rules. All of it, follow the money, honey. Exactly. They bend the rules to go after it's the money. Sickening. And you don't have to. You can have money and not hurt people. You can fix the Who world doesn't? and not hurt where, people. Where they do that at? <laughs> Well, that's what Sarah Godlewski would say, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I mean, wonder who has a lot of money in it that doesn't hurt people. There has to be people. The, Oprah? The CEO of Patagonia, which is a woman. Yeah. That's a woman, you know that? Yeah. And when the pandemic happened, she did really nice did things. a whole lot. I mean, that's why we, as I'm women. I'm wealthy and I, I don't hurt people. Well, I'm wealthy and I don't hurt people. There. So yeah. there it is. It's, so the Claim bottom it. line. Y'all are wealthy. And hopefully you don't hurt people. You don't hurt people. I mean, you don't have to hurt people to be wealthy. So this is why I'm wait, adamant. Wait, wait, you don't have to hurt people to be wealthy or you don't have to hurt people? What did you say? I said, you don't have to hurt people to be wealthy. You don't have to. Just because I have money have doesn't to. mean I can hurt everybody. Or to get to the money, I have to hurt people or ignore people or not care about people or get into people's business that you shouldn't be in. We're getting a little bit out there, aren't we? Hmm. So, right. yeah. Yeah, we, did, we took, we went So we're a mother and daughter team here trying but to. Roe versus Wade is scary. It's very scary, but I feel. Not the, I mean, what's happening. And I scary. feel what is happening is scary. My and I hope, feel we oh. can come together as women, even if they pass it, even if it goes forward, which it depends upon who the money makers are, who but are trying it, to make something off of it. Isn't it already? Mm -mm, it's not done yet. So even if it were to go in that direction, if we keep moving and keep standing up and keep talking and keep getting it out there that what we want and why we want it, I think we can make a difference. Again. My hope is that a lot of times in history when um, things like this come to a head, mm -hmm. they it's like a phoenix. They fall apart to the ashes to bloom something better. Oh, so that's that. my hope. Like is that, that this I'm going with that hopefully like because that. if it the thing that's messes with me about this situation is majority of north americans let me put north in there are don't want this to move forward yeah and so it is the minority that's in favor of demolishing this right or whatever it's a right it's and a right. so there has if it doesn't go if it does go through and they searching for the words what is it called demolish what are they trying to do take away is whatever the word. <laughs> if it goes forward taking away roe versus wade there's going to be a counteract of something better hopefully that works for everybody across the board that's well, my that's hope. hope i'm optimistic. optimistic this is why i don't watch the, i don't watch i don't watch the news get out of that corner and smile what, what did, did you that call come that from? a generational difference yeah yeah, that's generational difference. Yeah, I don't know that song. That was cute. That's an old song. It's from the oldies but goodies. I love but that. anyway, we've probably rambled on more yeah, than we should I think have. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of great topics today. Yeah. How to stand up, use your voice. We got that. The next question that came from us, for us, to us was, you know, what does it feel to be vulnerable? I just and feel we, like, yeah. vulnerability is a power. I don't see it as a negative at all. And then what does it mean to uh, be a woman? Just don't be a damsel right in distress. Well, don't let people walk over you. 
It's good to feel your vulnerability. Like the other day I was coaching a woman and, and she was learning something new. And, and she mm. was in a room with other guys and there were other women in the room too, but mm. it, mm-hmm. it, she was having a transformational breakthrough. It was clear to me because I've coached enough people to know yeah. that's what was happening. Right. But for her, she just felt like she had messed up and it was horrible what she did. And then she, she literally wanted to cry. Yeah. But when those tears came up, instead of just going with that feeling and just saying, I'm feeling really awful right now, she ran away from it. Yeah. And and I think vulnerability is a power. Sometimes so, in that moment, just because I, I get like that, I really hate not doing things right. And when people tell me I'm doing it wrong. But what's right? And I, I think that hard. that's the weight that women carry all the time. We're supposed to be some right all the time kind of people. <sighs> We're not right all the time. And we make mistakes. I'm right and all we the ta- time. <laughs> yeah, Nia does think she's right all the time. But in those this moments when you're not right, you really do just have to take a breath. Take a One breath. One thing that someone told me that I think about all the time. Be in that moment is of you're, vulnerability. You're never born. You, were ne- you weren't born knowing everything. So you're always learning. And you're you always ha- you learning. You have to be open to that. She came into the meeting saying, I want to be able to hold my new position and hold it down with clarity, with being able to be more direct and more powerful in the way I speak. Well, here it came. You know, here she came was about her moment. To smack the table again. <laughs> here came her moment. Her moment came along, and you know, her vulnerability took over because somewhere in the back of her mind, it was she was saying, "Oh my God, I'm embarrassed because people think I'm stupid and I don't know what I'm talking about." When in fact, what she was saying was so powerful. I just had her doing it in a different way. So that. hang in there with that vulnerability. Just take that breath, push through it. But it does help to have someone guide you in these processes. So my feeling, my point of view about women in the world today and where we're going and what we can do is our my point of view is start to ramp up your skill set. Start ramping up your gifts. Note note what your gifts are. Like this woman who loyalty is what took her down, but loyalty is her gift. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So instead of being blindsided by her loyalty, be clear about when you're being loyal to whom and Mm -hmm. why. Because you can choose not to use that skill. You can choose not to use that gift. And how, how, with my friend, how blessed are you to be highly intelligent things come easy to you and you're a drop dead gorgeous blonde girl those are Get all it. gifts those are all gifts yeah. knowing how to use those knowing when somebody is trespassing or crossing a boundary around that because all of us have been taught the wrong things about mm-hmm. beauty about women mm-hmm. about how men should interact with women who's mm-hmm. in charge of a woman who's not in charge of a woman all these things have been taught to us and it's a collective unconscious i believe and it's a collective misrepresentation of women and who they are in their power gotta gotta snap it up for that clap it up gotta love it right yes so i think we've said a whole bunch but go to the i mean i'm i'm thinking i'm looking pretty darn good today i'm liking myself somehow she's sitting taller than i am i don't understand how that's how that happens, but sometimes she comes to work and she thinks she's taller than I am. I am. But I have to remind her who really is the boss. And oh. I say that with, I don't have any issue around being a boss. Mm. So for those of you out there who think you, you know, I'm not a boss, 
get be with it. You're a boss. Be a boss. Be a goddess. Be a bitch if you had to. And we'll talk about those three topics at another point in time. So stay tuned to where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. At the and end, thanks for having me on the pod. You're welcome. You took over as always. Yeah, of course. It's a good thing. I've been looking forward to this moment. I was thriving in this moment. <laughs> I'll be back again. And I hope you'll make another playlist for the next Women's Summit that we yeah, do. This time Katy so Perry powerful. probably won't be on there. That's okay. I like Rihanna still. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of women that are doing great stuff. So yeah. Yeah. We yeah. like Katy Perry. Don't get us wrong. We like Katy Perry. We do. We do. We do. We do. Nia. We do. She's still my boyfriend thing. Never mind. Okay. Orlando Bloom is okay. the love of my life. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I think we've had enough conversation today. <laughs> Take a look. Listen to our our podcast. We, we wanted to come on and have fun today. Our little executive producer who thinks she knows everything is over there saying, yeah, I knew we were going to do well at this. Yeah. Wait until like, I see the ratings. Look who we are, girlfriend. Right, Maxine? Look who we are. Right. The ratings are going to be through the roof. Yeah. So look forward to going to our <laughs> website, womenexpresspodcast.com. There is going to be information about our summits that are coming up. We're going to re start doing our women's summits again. We have a wonderful now retreat center in Middleburg, Virginia, that we're going to launch very soon. Ooh. We also are, as I said. Middleburg, Virginia is wine country and horse country in Virginia, just FYI. And one of the biggest spas and resorts down there is owned by a black woman who's a billionaire she actually owns a lot of the land down there because they wanted to i know they wanted to that's with another her story and yeah. told her she couldn't be up there she said well i'll just buy your place i'll buy your place i'll buy your land i'll buy your land so she's pretty incredible woman. anyway i really love her black owned black owned woman owned and we sure, also sure, are sure. going to be doing more of these podcasts where the two of us but i want you to take a look at at some of our past podcasts if you haven't been paying attention and come forward yeah. to this piece and then the last thing that we're going to be doing is that we are i'm going to be launching the women express one-on-one -on -one coaching for women in their career so stay tuned there's a lot going on nia will probably help out in a lot of yeah, those too yeah. so if we have young women out there who want to work with a young woman nia's got mm -hmm. you back yes all right I do. well thanks and don't so forget much. about if you want to hear more of me immediately go to the Speaking with Impact LinkedIn page and you can find a lot of great videos and tips there from me and my perspective on how to speak with impact. There you go. Yeah, there okay. you go. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Women Express podcast. <laughs>